watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th and Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Hey, you open micer in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics. Wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm. And come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. Get long sets because no one ever shows up. So it's like stage time and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tell me. What you think about your situation, complication, aggravation, is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Muni Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Sure you ain't been tailed, man?
Rock and roll only night of the week. We have a five dollar cover charge, always five bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open. Uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot, drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Are you motherfuckers ready for the rad show? Rad! Yes, it is real ass dudes, real dudes all the time here. I am so excited to bring up your host right now out of Portland. Put your hands together for Daniel Degris! All right, thank you, Mutiny. Welcome to Rad, real ass dudes. Um, so... Does anybody here, um, I'm going to bring up a real-ass dude problem that I have. Um, does anybody here pee wrong? Do you guys know? Not even a little? All right. So I think, okay, so I just turned 32 recently, and uh, I think I've been peeing wrong. Um, my aim is true. This isn't the problem. It's, um, it's the shake. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's kind of personal. So, so I was, I was, I was potty trained by my, my uh, babysitter. Her name's Barbie. She's wonderful. Um, she just threw some Fruit Loops in the toilet and said, sink them. And it was just a blur after that. And I, I swear nobody showed me. So, so what I do is like, I just like shake it violently. And then, uh, I mean, if you, if you ever like put away a garden hose, it's just like it's off, but it's not, you know. Just keeps going, um, but anyway. So like, just I just shake it and then I like slap it like a slap bracelet, just like, but against my pants. It's more of a formality, but it feels like it's done. I know. I know this is a little gross, but it's also kind of a cry for help. Um, yeah. I don't know. Somebody listening is gonna be like, you know, maybe I've been doing it wrong too, and they're gonna try it. But um, I don't know. I think, and someone might ask, be like, is that, doesn't that hurt? It's like, no, it can take a beating. It's the balls you got to protect. And like, I've done it. Like, I realized this because I did that when I wasn't wearing pants and it just clocked myself right in the nuts. It hurts so much. Anyway, so no one else. <laughs> That's good to know. Um, there's a few numbers I learned recently. They're just crazy. Uh, so Porno Hub said, that when, uh, when men search for porn, 16% uh, of the time, it's for incest porn. Right? What the fuck, guys? Now, all right, so but when women, when women search for porn, 9% of the time, it's for incest porn. And that's kind of hot. And it's not the incest porn, that get, I think it's just like a horny lady with a search term. It's just, hey, yeah, whatever. 
Um, <laughs> uh, the other, oh, so um, Google was interesting too. They um, between the, the the binary men and women genders. Um, one of the two genders searches for how to best perform oral sex more than the other one. You guys want to take a guess? Men or women? Really? That's so great. No, it is women. It is by far women. Um, they're better people. Like, they're just, they're trying. Um, and like, almost to prove it, like, men are searching for those terms. But like, the, at the highest rate, it's how to perform it on themselves. So they're just trying to like, take the women out of the situation. I want to see like a husband who got caught and is just like, I know what I like, I just don't know how. <laughs> um, I have a final number I want to bring up, uh, which is, uh, did you know that 70% of your sperm, men, I guess, um, the 70% of your sperm is there just to fight other guys' sperm? Like, that's a lot. That is, that's clearly evolution reminding us that monogamy is difficult, but 70 like, how jealous you got to be if only 30% are trying to knock up your girlfriend, but 70% are just throwing open closet doors and looking under beds like, where the fuck is he? <laughs> it's nuts. Like, I don't know. Like, it makes me wonder if that's where, like, macho dudes come from. Like, one of the fighting ones accidentally did the insemination. Now it's really confused. <laughs> but still swinging. Because, like, they, I don't know, it's just on each other all the time, trying to prove it. Like, I feel like it'd be great if there was something we could have them do and they would just know who's the alpha and they could just chill out for a while. You know, just be a person, watch Netflix. Impossible, you say. That would take years of heavy petting, you say. I don't think it has to. I think what's happening is that their sperm really still wants to punch each other in the face. And we should let it, like on ESPN, these guys can put their shirts back on and unleash their boys and we will see who comes out on top. Because fucking, we've, we've seen men fight, but to semen fight? <laughs> oh. All right. If, I don't know, if you can, if you lift bro, you can beat a man, but beat off with a man, you might be a legend. Like. All right, are you guys ready for some real ass dudes? <laughs> Let's make it even louder for the radio. Real ass dudes, come on. All right. Our first real ass dude coming from Portland, Oregon, is the great Brian Bixby. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a real ass dude. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I have the beer gut to prove it. Look at me. I too am, uh, I watch incest porn, sure, why not? It's, it's nothing sexual though, it's just to fulfill my fantasy of being from a different family. <laughs> like that's, that's what I really want. <laughs> I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. Um, we, had a, we had a saying in Wisconsin, it goes, um, fuck, I live in Wisconsin, Ugh, this place sucks. <laughs> It's terrible. A lot of pedophiles in a small town. A lot of pedophiles. <laughs> All kinds. Uh, I even knew about a pedophile in a wheelchair. Yeah, a wheelchair. How did he do it? Dress up as a race car bed? Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you work that out? Ha, I like that over there. <laughs> That's the equivalent of a gong. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> that chokes fire. <laughs> I like uh, I like psychedelic drugs. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I like them. Uh, magic mushrooms. Yeah. Sounds like you have to know a wizard. Like, uh, <laughs> conjure me some mushrooms. Read about them in Harry Potter and the Breathing Wall. That's. I like them. Every time you take mushrooms, it's an enlightening experience. Like, uh, last time I took them, I spent four hours just staring at a wall. That's all I did. And then I realized they were shiitake mushrooms, and I'm just a boring person. Like, uh, it's my big realization. I, uh, I think about the apocalypse a lot. I do. And what I think is, I'm going to die <laughs> real fast. I'm not going to live. I'm not supposed to. What's the last movie you saw where the survivors are like an ex-marine, some hot chick, and a fat, cowardly ginger? Like, yeah. <laughs> Walking through some zombie town, smearing on sunscreen, like, how far is it? <laughs> oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> I've always been fat. Uh, always. I was a fat kid. Uh... My my mom always tried telling people, oh, it's just baby fat. That's all, just a little baby fat. And they'd be like, oh, wow, really? How many babies did he eat? Because you have a fat kid, ma'am. <laughs> I do, uh, I, uh, I remember the, yeah, I, I do blame it on my dad. Uh, he raised me, and he let me eat whatever I wanted, which for an eight-year-old who's already fat is like pizza, mac and cheese. Like, he let me eat anything. He's like, oh, what could go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? That's when I shake my tits in his face. Like, well, you can motorboat your son. That might be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Here's what I do. Sometimes, sometimes I like to squeeze my fat tits together. And I jizz on them. That's what I do. I come on my gooey man tits. And then that makes it okay that I have them. Because the sad part about man tits is that they have no purpose. But mine saved me from coming in my face. So pretty useful rack I got. It is like, uh, I, remember, uh, I remember the last time I saw my great-grandmother alive. Uh, she said to me, she said, Brian, you're getting too fat. And then she died right there. It was <laughs> so sad. I was so fat, she had a heart attack. <laughs> That's what happened. Sad. <laughs> I do, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I, I moved to Portland two years ago. Uh, that's the first place that I learned about the world naked bike ride. I'll never do that. Uh, I'm just not trying to find out if my ass can deep throw a bike seat. Like, you know, I'm not interested in that. I'm out of shape, like I said. I can't do it. I, uh, I hate people that are in shape, really. <laughs> Fuck you. If you... If you have abs right now, fuck you, okay? <laughs> like, I totally get why joggers are always getting murdered. Like, yeah, because, fuck them. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Look at me, I'm being healthy. <laughs> like, yeah. 
That's what you get. <laughs> I used to have friends that like to hike. Like, up hills and shit. Like, eh. Like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm not... If I'm walking to the middle of nowhere, you better be killing me. Because I'm not walking back. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Here's how out of shape I am. Uh, the other night, I was fucking. Yeah, uh, you got to believe the premise. Come with me on this, please. <laughs> Come with me. I was fucking, and uh, at a certain point, I had to fake an orgasm because I was just winded. Like, I was so tired. I was just breathing, holding my side. <laughs> and I just made a face like, and then I got to, I'm done. I, I wish I knew that in high school gym class. Like, oh, if I just pretend to come, I can stop running laps. Like, would have been so useful. <laughs> yeah. That's just me, though. I'm just a uh, big old fat. Bad. I'm a bad fuck. I'm terrible. I hump like I'm trying to move a washing machine by myself. Like, just... <laughs> You ever just move like, oh, oh, oh. yeah, baby, I call this two men in a truck. That's what I call it. I'm sorry I humped at you. Uh, nobody deserves that treatment. Uh, beautiful. But, you know, women, women can have multiple orgasms. Yeah, uh, I know because I read. Uh, that's why. Not me. I'm done after two. <laughs> I'm out of cum. It still twitches, but I'm just ejaculating wishes at that point. Like that's all. That's all I have left. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a. It's a weird thing. I. Uh, I used to. Uh, I used to date this girl who always called me daddy. She would call me daddy, which is. Uh, it's sexy. It can be sexy. But one time she went over the line, right? Like I'm walking into the bedroom, and she's like, "Oh, daddy." What are you doing in your daughter's bed? Um, leaving, actually. I'm just about to walk out. Just like your real dad. What do you know? Uh, what do you know? I, um, my penis, uh, it's not that long, okay? It's not. It's not, but, but let me tell you, it is not that big around either, so... Don't get excited. Never call it a cock. Can't do that. Cocks have veins. I didn't even know they penises had veins for like till three years ago. Like they have big veins. Like that's the thing about a cock. It looks like an angry dad. Like it's like it's mad you broke a window. Just like it's it looks so angry. I don't have that. I prefer wee wee. That's what I have. Okay, just a wee wee. Here's what I think happened to it. I think it's small because I sleep on it. That's it. I think it's supposed to grow at night, but I'm just smashing it down every night. I wake up and it looks like grass where a car has been parked for a year. Like it's, it's not a good dick. It's so sad. But you should want to fuck me. Uh, should really want to uh, because I bring snacks, okay? I show up for, for sex like a little league mom, like like I got trail mix, I got Gatorades, 
And no matter how this ends, we're all getting pizza, okay? That's a rule. I'm Brian Bixby. Thanks a lot, everybody. Y'all can see me now because you don't see what your eye. You perceive what your mind. That's the end. So I'm going to stick around. Keep it going for Brian Bixby. Man, yeah, you should want to fuck him. Come on. Like, he. if I heard that right, his dick grants, grants wishes after he comes twice. So it's like everybody wins, I think. Are you ready for the next comic? Yeah. All right, also from Portland, Oregon, give it up for the amazing Pedro Andrede. Good up for Daniel, yo. Hell yeah. How's everybody doing? It's late and shit. I don't know what the what it is here, but I was driving by a school zone, and uh, I'm from Portland, and uh, I don't know what it is here, but uh, I got to thinking, like, who decided 20 miles an hour is the appropriate speed to hit a kid with your car? <laughs> That's how we're doing it. <laughs> I'm, uh, sometimes, there, sometimes there are sex women will ask me to talk dirty to them in Spanish, you know? They like it Telemundo style. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't mind doing it, but then they look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them to talk dirty to me in the King's English. <laughs> I'm saying, man, like, you know, some won't even, some of them won't even watch Downtown Abbey with me <laughs> whilst we fornicate. It's unjust. It's unjust. It's unjust. <laughs> I know at least like one person here is like, hey, somebody tell Pablo it's Downton Abbey, not uh, Downtown Abbey. Not on Pornhub. Not on Pornhub. They changed the names because of copyrights and shit like that. I suppose is what I heard. All right. <laughs> All right. So what else is going on? I was on a date the other day, and like you know, I sometimes I, I date white women, and uh, but I knew it wasn't gonna work out, though, man, because I saw that she had like her son's name tattooed on the back of her of her neck. And I mean, I don't know anybody else, but the last thing I want to read when I'm making passionate love to my partner is the name Colton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brian, maybe. R Rodrigo, fuck it, let's do Rodrigo, but not Colton. <laughs> Never Colton. I don't know. Last, last, last woman I dated, like, you know, she was really nice, really kind, really thoughtful too. Like, she, you know, like um, she, uh, she I, like, you know, we did nice things for each other. Like she, she liked, you know, the arts or whatever and Italian food. So I took her on a nice date, you know what I mean? Went to a play and had a nice dinner. And then, you know, she, like I said, she's really thoughtful. Like she found out I love hip hop music, really do, 90s hip hop. And next thing you know, we were getting busy in a Burger King bathroom. <laughs> I shouldn't have did that one, I know. <laughs> I was like, baby, aren't you where we're gonna get caught? She's like, nah, fuck the police. Hey, whatever. <laughs> they shouldn't have let us smoke weed in this motherfucker. All right? so, they shouldn't have let us smoke weed. Smoking weed is dope though, like fucking, right? Like it's, it's a lot of fun. 
Like, I was thinking the other day, like, you know, people smoke weed out of, like, a lot of things, right? Like, people smoke weed out of apples. I know when I was, like, people smoke weed out of, what, fucking cans and shit. When I was young, dudes would go to jail and they come back out and they'd be like, yeah, in there we roll joints out of Bible paper. It's the craziest things that you guys smoke weed out of. For me, it was a meth pipe. <laughs> Just gently used. It was brand new. <laughs> oh yeah, grabbing by the pussy, right? Steve Bannon sucks his own cock. I moved on her like a bitch. Is this a presidency or a too short record? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> no, remember, like not too long ago, the politicians would like be all critical and judgmental of artists, especially rappers, right? For like how they use explicit lyrics and whatnot. But now even like the rappers are like, "Yo, chill, son." <laughs> My kids are watching the news, yo. It's fucking crazy. America's reached the point, keep it real, where Snoop Dogg is a better role model to the children than the president of the United States. That's where we're at, man. And, and, and not to hate on Snoop, but he was on trial for attempted murder. So that's kind of, that's where we're at. That's where we're at, yo. That's where we're at. No, but who would have thought, right? Who would have thought that the guy that called Mexicans murderers and rapists when he announced he was running for president would turn out to be such a dick? <laughs> not the smartest, not the smartest president, Donald Trump, right? But really good at division, turns out. <laughs> Country is divided, though. Country is divided. What else is going on? <laughs> All right. All right, I'll look at the phone. Fuck it. You guys talk or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Americans are taking staycations now. <laughs> that ain't nothing new to my people. So you know how many cousins I have that came out here on vacation and stayed? <laughs> ten. <laughs> ten of them. There's ten of them, actually. Like, I live in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I don't know if you, the news got down here, but there was, like, these two ladies that uh, <laughs> they tried to open up a burrito stand, and then they got in trouble because they were, like, turns out they were stealing tortilla recipes and shit. Because, you know, white people always get in trouble for cultural appropriation, man. And uh, I got to keep it real again. You know what I mean? Like, Mexicans, we appropriate from American culture, too. Like, you take, for instance, our social security numbers, right? <laughs> a lot of those weren't originally ours, man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, my name is Pedro. I, just, I go by Pedro Andrade on stage. That's my stage name. But uh, legally, uh, I'm Stephen Buckmiller. <laughs> so, got a loan once. I got a loan once. Got a loan once. You guys, uh, you guys find the word gringo offensive? Anyone here find the, the term gringo offensive? No? I've run into some people that do, like some white people that they don't like to be called gringo. They don't, they find it like it's derogatory. And I always tell them, hey, I, f I just feel like I should be able to use it because most of my life I've worked for gringos. And of course, some of my best friends married a gringo to stay in the country. So that's how it is. <laughs> All right. What else is going on? A lot, of, a lot of hatred, right? A lot of hatred in the world. Bigotry, racism, all that shit. Like when Donald Trump, like, you know, he called us, he called Mexicans murders rapists. Uh, I'm Mexican, obviously. Uh, but 
like like a lot of people were 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 uh, were like wow that's crazy you know and uh but like for me like i was like yeah you know that's been going on for a while like as long as i can remember uh, mexicans have been called beaners um wetbacks illegal aliens it ain't nothing new shit even the other day my doctor called me a borderline diabetic <laughs> <laughs> fucking racist man it's fucking racist All right, what else is going on? Make Superman Mexican, why not? <laughs> I better get up out of here. I think that's my time. <laughs> Have a good night. All right, keep it going for Pedro Andrede. All right. <laughs> yeah, aliens, Trump. Do you think if aliens like came down today and they'd be like, take me to your leader, you'd be like, oh. Dude, any other time would have been better. <laughs> you want to see him? All right, uh, we're going to need a translator. And they're like, no, we speak English. It's like, yeah, but he doesn't, so. Gonna... <laughs> All right. Bad host. All right. Another amazing comic from Portland, Oregon. Give it up for Hunter Donaldson! <laughs> Okay, this show is called Rad Real Ass Dudes, and I'm so perfect for that, you know? I really nail all the requirements. Everybody, do, Every dude on here, ass dudes, all of them. All of them ass dudes, for real. That's what I would have called the show, ass dudes for real. I'm a dude, and I'll talk about it. Um, I'm a white dude. And when you're a white dude doing stand-up comedy in 2018, I feel what you're saying every night when you're on stage is, hey, just one more, okay? <laughs> just one more. No, just as the door is closing, just one more. Just let me in. Just let me in. Just let me in, okay? Just let me in. For old time's sake, come on, just let me in. One more, one more. I like doing stand-up comedy, um, but I'm also out there doing the practical stuff, doing the real work for you guys. I do that. And I pulled this great one the other day, and got to tell you about it. I went out, and I met this guy, and he was a really cool guy. We went out, we, uh, we got some dinner, we got some drinks, we connected on a lot of shit. Anyways, we go back to his place and we are making like deep, sweet, passionate love. And I look him right in the eyes and I'm like, hey man, gotcha. because I'm actually straight. <laughs> and he was like, I don't think you are straight. And I was like, well, you're just mad, because I got gotcha. you. <laughs> he was upset. And I was like, I'm sorry. It's just a joke. Didn't mean to hurt you. And he started to cry, and I held him on my arms, and I held him really, really close, 
and I could feel his breath on the nape of my neck. And he's crying, and I'm crying. And he's kissing me, and I'm kissing him. And we're crying. <laughs> and, well, we fucked again. <laughs> so I got him twice <laughs> with the same joke. <laughs> Honestly, tonight, I'm a little bit, you know, thrown off because I'm thinking later after this show, I'm going to go get him again. I am meeting his parents next week, and I hope they like jokes. <laughs> I hope they do. I hope they do. I uh, just recently got checked for STDs. Okay. <laughs> that, that, I, that is a fair reaction, honestly. That, that, that's fine. That's a normal reaction. Normally, the audience carries me out the door on that one, but... <laughs> And I like to tell every audience, you know, you should all get checked. You know, sometimes I like to make it specific, though, you know, like. <laughs> get checked. <laughs> Anyways, I was, uh, I was there. I was, uh, the nurse was like, Hunter, it's really straightforward. We're going to do a urine test, and we're going to do a blood test. And I was like, that's perfect, because I piss blood. <laughs> She was like, we don't even need to do the test. <laughs> I should probably tell you maybe something true about me. Um, that might be something. Um, a lot of people actually don't know this, but I am a deviant, soft, sensual, slow, fast, sex master. <laughs> Not a lot of people know. I've got a lot of great moves, like... <laughs> I've got a lot of great sex phrases, like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, hey. Are you st still into this? Because <laughs> I'm not getting a lot of eye contact here. And I just, I need that to feel safe. And I don't. So I'm like a fuck god. <laughs> I'm a big, big, nasty fuck god. The thing is, I, I, I know all the positions. Missionary. And the other one? <laughs> I've been every sexual orientation. I've tried them all. Gay, straight, cis, racist, um, <laughs> cat person, dog person, horse girl. <laughs> and I even do ghost stuff. A lot of people don't know what ghost stuff is. Ghost stuff is just like where you go to a haunted house by yourself and you sit in the dark 
And if you get turned on, How else would you explain that? <laughs> I want to do a little improv here tonight. Um, I like to do some improv in my sets, kind of shake it up. Need a partner. How about you? This is my partner, and we're going to do improv. <laughs> yep, that's it. You're the partner. Um, what's your name, sir? Cool. You can just stay there. It's a really simple improv. I don't know if you've ever done improv before. Good. The way improv works, if you don't know, is there's this concept called yes and. Whatever happens, we just roll forward. There's no no in improv. I think that's what that means. So here we go. It's just going to be a simple scene. All you have to do is order food. Okay? You ready? Give this guy a round of applause. Okay, here we go. Hi, um, welcome to Mutiny Radio. I'm your server. This is now a restaurant. Do you want to order any food? Yeah. What would you like to order? Hamburgers. We're out of that. We don't have any hamburgers. <laughs> Do you want to order something else, maybe? We don't have that either, and I don't know what that is, and that's not a thing. <laughs> Do you maybe want to order, like, a funny food? <laughs> okay, okay. No, stop, stop. He's ruining it. He's ruining it. He's fucking it up. I'm handing him gold over and over and over, and you're just spiking the ball right into the fucking ditch. <laughs> Every single time. I'm going to fix this scene right now. Right now. I'm going to fix it. Here we go. Now I have a gun. Hands up. Hands up. Now give me your wallet. Yes, and. Yes, and. Give me your wallet. I don't believe that. I do not believe that. I've heard a lot of excuses at this part of the show. Give me the wallet and give it to me now. Yes, and. You know what? Fuck this. Everybody get your hands up. Get your hands fucking up. Get your hands up. Get your hands up. Turn the radio part off now, okay? This is not being broadcasted. Everybody get your fucking wallets right here. Yes, and me now. It's called HunterRadio.com now. That's the new name of the whole thing. And thank you, Pam. Thank you, everybody. Good night. My name is Hunter Donaldson. Hunter Donaldson, uh, his rom-com slash, it's going to be a dramedy, Fifty Shades of Gotcha, coming at you this summer. All right, our next comic is from Boston. Give him a big hand. This is Chris Post. I know you like that. You want to try that. It's like a flashback. Hey. Good to be here. Um visiting from Boston. I live in a part of Boston. It's called Somerville. And um, it's a neighborhood that's been in transition. It was historically blue collar. And uh, it's gentrified in the past few years. And sometimes you see like a clash in cultures. I'll give you an example. Like the other day, I'm just walking down the street. 
drinking a bottle of water. And like this grizzled towny looking guy just comes right up to me and he just goes, Hey, what's in the bottle? I was like, it's water. And he goes, yeah, no shit. Water and what? I was like, nah, man, it's just water. So he called me a yuppie. All right, not everyone's on board. All right, um, if you don't know that term yuppie, it's just a slang term. All it means is young urban professional, which is cute because I'm 33 and unemployed, so... uh, I'm just fucking with you guys. So. <laughs> 34. Um, God damn it, 35. It's um, it's an old joke. I um, since I wrote that joke, I've I've gained employment. Uh, now uh, during the day, I I work for a tech-based healthcare company. You guys are like those must be some pretty clean toilets. I. Uh, <laughs> No one believes I'm in that line of work, you know, because I look like a Bud Light came to life. But, uh... (laughs) It's not nice. I, uh... I actually worked for my previous employer. They, like, laid me off, and then they brought me back. Which is kind of fucked up, because I wasn't really crushing it in my last position. Like, my last performance review, it just said, Chris does what's required of him. And that's not even true. (laughs) I'm not required to steal printers. Um, So uh, I flew out here. Um, I actually didn't get a driver's license, though, until I was 28 years old, though, because I suffer from anxiety. What's up, ladies? um, So um, once I got into my 20s, dating got to be a little awkward, you know, because, like, I'd ask a woman out. And she'd be like, okay, are you going to pick me up? And I can't be like, no. I'm not going to pick you up. Because I don't have a car. Because I don't have a license. Because I suffer from anxiety. Like, that sounds weak and timid, right? So I just told him I had a DUI, you know? <laughs> Cause that sounds noble, right? So finally, when I was 28, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I gotta get a car, you know? Cause it's sad buying coke on a bike. And, uh. <laughs> you guys ever have your dealer laugh at you? It's like, nice helmet. So, um, for the record, I don't do cocaine anymore, so you guys can, like, shake my hand after the show or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's not even an intravenous drug, so it doesn't matter. I ought to know. Um, But, uh, yeah. It got to be too intense, so I quit. Like, I remember doing cocaine in my 20s with my friends, and we would say things like, all right, let's go out to the bar, and we'll meet some women, and we'll shut the bar down, all right? Because the night's young, and the sky's the limit. I do coke in my 30s. I say things like, I'll stab my boss. got it coming to him, right? Those are my fucking printers. So, uh... 
It was fun, though, getting a license at 28, though. Like, uh, it's like learning to hate again. And uh, I can remember my first road rage incident because this guy just, like, cuts me off. So I cut him off. And we just start cutting each other off back and forth, back and forth until we're neck and neck on the road. And he just rolls down his window and starts screaming at me verbatim. Your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle. They're all dead. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hear me, they're dead. (laughs) Everyone you love is dead. My first thought was like, everyone I love, like half that list won't make the cut, you know? (laughs) Not even close. And uh, my second thought was, he's going to say something racist. And I know what you guys are thinking. Chris, how could that be? You're white. I'm like, it's Boston. He'll find a way. And uh, (laughs) he'll back into it. But thing is, I grew up around there, though, and I'm used to those types of situations, and I can handle myself, but I was still new to driving, all right? I'm just trying to keep my hands at 10 and 2 o'clock and not ram into a fucking pole, okay? I didn't know what to do, so when this guy threatened to kill my whole family, I just replied, hey, that's illegal. real slick he goes i don't give a fuck if i go to jail for the rest of my fucking life you hear me i was like all right this guy's insane all right so i step on the gas and we're coming up towards an intersection he goes you hear me i ain't scared of shit i ain't scared of shit and just then we come to the intersection the light turns yellow i keep going i look back and he stopped at the light i just thought man there's some lines you just don't cross you know I don't know. Um, I don't know. Driving in Boston's a bitch. I, uh, my, my car broke down in the middle of rush hour uh, a couple of weeks ago um, in the pouring rain during rush hour. And uh, what's worse is my alternator died, which means all my, the lights went out, the brake lights, everything. So I had to get out of my car during rush hour in the pouring rain and wave all the cars around me. And after a minute, a cop drives right up to me, and he just goes, Hey, move your car. Get it out of the street. I was like, I can't. My car died. He goes, Well, then put your fucking hazards on. I was like, I can't. My alternator died. My lights don't work. My brake lights don't work. Nothing works. He goes, Ah. Well, good luck with that. (laughs) And he just peels out. So every car that kept driving by me just kept going, put your hazards on. (laughs) So after about 20 cars, uh, it starts like building to like this crescendo, right? And the vein in my forehead starts popping in and out and in and out. And finally, after the 20th car drove past me and said, put your hazards on, I just look at him and I go, I am the fucking hazard. It all worked out. I mean, AAA showed up, you know, and I fell to my knees like Willem Dafoe in Platoon. And, you know, I was like, thank God, I thought you guys would never come and tow my car away. And he just looks at me and he goes, put your hazards on. <laughs> that needs work. Um, I don't know. You guys want to hear um, about... Uh, the most fucked up thing I ever did at a wedding or um, my ex-girlfriend cheating on me. Wedding, wedding, wedding. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Me too. All right. <laughs> That's the most animated I've been all night. I'm like, why would I want to talk about that again? Uh, um, I love weddings, actually. Um, I think they're really nice. Uh, it's fucked up. I actually ran into my cheating ex at a wedding, though, uh, one time, which combined my two passions in life, open bars and unresolved anger. So it was nice. But it wasn't the most fucked up wedding I ever went to. A few years ago, my best friend Rob got married. And Rob and I became friends because our moms met in AA. <laughs> and that's like the most Boston friendship ever. <laughs> like the only, <laughs> the only friendship more Boston than that is we fought the Wahlberg brothers, you know, like so. So because our moms met in AA, Rob and I became like teenage drinking buddies together, okay? So basically everyone at this wedding was either a practicing or recovering alcoholic, all right? So my mom hasn't had a drink in years, but sometimes like at a wedding or a social event, she'll have like an O'Douls, like a non-alcoholic beer to be like social. And so she goes up to the bar and uh, orders one. And this guy named Greg from AA comes up to her. And Greg is what we call a dry drunk. Do you guys know what a dry drunk is? A dry drunk is uh, when you quit drinking but don't improve your personalities. Uh, <laughs> we all know a few. I, I call them my uncles, but uh, yeah. Um, so he goes up to my mom and he's like, hey, if you're just going to have no duels, why don't you save yourself some time and uh, switch right to vodka, make things easier. And I just lost it, you know, because no one should talk to my mom like that. She's been through enough. So I went up to this guy in front of the whole wedding, like I'm in front of all of you right now. And I just go to him, I'm like, if you ever disrespect my mom like that again, I will fucking end you. You got that, Chief? I will fucking end you. And my friend Rob starts laughing right in my face. And I was like, why is that so funny? And he just looks at me and he goes, dude, that's from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> I was like, fuck, he's right. <laughs> That's Robin Williams. <laughs> you guys ever been so mad? You're like, I'm shooting from the hip. It turns out, nope, I stole it. So, <laughs> hey, you guys have been a lot of fun. I'm going to give it back. All right, Chris Post, making your life seem better for 33, 34, 35 years. Thanks, dude. All right. Let's give it up for the performers so far. Some real ass dudes. Been a rad show. We got one more for you. He has gorgeous hair. Take a look. He's a Portland treasure. Ben Harkins. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. All right, I got one great. That's good. Uh, I'm not allowed to sell my sperm. That's just a... That's a policy that they have. Uh, if you have red hair, you can't sell your sperm. They put it on the website now. <laughs> like, uh, I hadn't seen that, and uh, I t went up to uh Here's the thing, man. Like, you walk up to the... Th this is how they look at you when you walk up to the, the sperm bank. They don't even want you on the parking lot. They're just like, we're good. <laughs> Keep it moving. Here's the thing, like, I'm, I don't just have, like, red hair. Like, I'm left-handed. I'm, uh, I have, uh, I, I don't know if you guys can, uh, the lighting's pretty good in here. These are actually storm cloud gray. 
That is a very, uh, it's more rare than blue eyes. Double jointed in both shoulders. I'm immune to poison ivy. Like, I am like a Noah's Ark of recessive genetic shit. Like, you can't, you cannot get these features anywhere else. Like, I figure my sperm should be worth like $60. I asked them, like, so why don't you want any, like, why don't you take, like, redheaded sperm? And they're just like, because nobody wants to have redheaded kids. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's, that's not true. <laughs> because uh, my mom wanted to have a redhead. And have you ever, like, been in a position where you're saying something out loud for the first time, and as you're saying it, you're also learning that you're wrong? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because, like, really, who, yeah, what kind of son do you want? You want a someone who's going to bitch every time you go to the beach? Is that what we're... <laughs> Maybe he'll get really into Sean White because there's no one else. <laughs> Nobody wanted this. It's fine. I'm okay with it. Guys, what do you think is going to happen like the, the future? It's crazy, right? Like nobody knows what's going to happen. Like that's why it's the future or something. Like that's it. Like there's one thing like the future is going to be, like, all about, like, robots that fuck people. Like, we're going to have, we already have, like, primitive, <laughs> shitty robots that fuck people. <laughs> and, like, do you guys remember how cell phones used to be? <laughs> like, every 80s movie, it's like, oh, look at this asshole on his cell phone. What, you need to, you need to talk to people all the time? Like, that's the way we're going to be looking at these Japanese kids with the VR things and the body pillows. Like, it's going to... We're not just going to have robots that fuck you. We're going to have robots that get you. <laughs> these things are going to be like, hey, I saw that you ordered that on Amazon. Uh, maybe you'd also like it if I ate your ass out in the car later. Like, just <laughs> opening up opening up these doors that can't be closed. It's just, <laughs> here's the thing, like there's no, it's the wild west right now, this field of robotics. This shit is, this, within your lifetime, people more important than me have to talk about this. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> like what, does anybody know, like what's the first law of robots that fuck people. <laughs> Do we have one? We need one. <laughs> we need a place to start, like we need, I swear to God, we are two years away from people in the Supreme Court and people just be like, you have to fucking say something, but <laughs> none of us want to talk about this, so you have to, st you have to do something, like, and just, we're going to have Supreme Court justices just like, all right, uh, so how short are we allowed to make the robots that fuck people? Let's just start with that one. How short are we allowed to make the robots that fuck people? It's like, here's the thing, like, I want to have that future where it's like some hot 
robot Peter Dinklage is going to come up to me in a bar. <laughs> He's just sponsored by Marlboro Cigarettes and Budweiser. It's just spray painted on his chest. He's like, hey, would you like some coupons? Also, if you swipe your card behind my ear, maybe I can eat your ass out in the car later. Just <laughs> like that is the future that I want to live in. That's that's the America. That's my America, you know? But like in the eyes of the law, where do you draw the line between the sexy robot Peter Dinklage and like a sexy robot E.T.? And like his throat vibrates and his heart glows and he calls you Elliot and his finger lights up, shoves it up your ass and just illuminates your ball sack like a paper lantern, like, <laughs> like that should also, that should be legal too, like that's, that's funny, that's weird, that's creative, <laughs> it's nostalgic, <laughs> it's good, we should have that, like, but in the eyes of the law, like where do you draw the line between like the sexy robot E.T. and like a sexy robot Boy Scout, and he's like, hi, uh, my name is Noah, please stop, and I can't find my parents, wink. Like, <laughs> like this might be a pretty popular opinion, uh, but I think that one's over the line. You know, like that, we shouldn't have that one. Like that's my favorite law. That's the that's a if they were like, hey, we got too many laws. It's confusing. Uh, we're getting rid of all the laws. We can only keep one of them. Uh, ben Harkins, what do you think we should keep? That one. Keep that one. You know. <laughs> mm. You know what always gets my dick hard is uh, is the uh, the music of Stephen Foster. <laughs> uh, so those of you who don't know, uh, Stephen Foster is a like an 1800s composer from uh, Pittsburgh. He wrote uh, Swanee River and uh, Camp Town Races. Uh, you know that one? <laughs> Camp Town Races. Sing this song, Duda, Duda. That used to be like the best <laughs> song. That was the best we could do, was <laughs> like, do-da, do-da. People lost their shit over that song because they'd never, ever heard music like that before in their entire life. They were just like, holy fucking shit, he's a man possessed. Do-da, do-da. <laughs> like, that was a popular song on the West Coast and the East Coast before radio, before anything like that was we had one train and people used to fuck to that song like that is how that worked when camp town races first dropped like that is when people in this country learned that you can choke each other when you fucked like that is Uh, so I, I've been thinking a lot about that guy who uh, shot Reagan. Uh, his name was, uh, you know, because I'm 30. You know, like that's what's on the mind of concerned young people. 
today is that guy who shot Reagan. Uh, his name was uh, John Hinckley Jr. And allegedly the uh, reason that he shot Ronald Reagan is because he was deeply in love with uh, the actress, the uh, lovely and talented Jodie Foster. It's a popular, everybody knows that, right? That's common knowledge. <laughs> yeah. And like, I just think that's like terribly romantic that he would do that for her. Like, because <laughs> like, I don't know, like all the guys in the room, we've probably done some embarrassing shit to like try to introduce yourself to that special someone. You know, you you do something corny. You know, you write a love letter. You know, you write a poem. Learn a favorite cheesy song on guitar. Steal her boyfriend's motorcycle jumping over a creek in Allentown, Pennsylvania. These are all things that every one of us has, has done in the name of, like, catching the eye of that special someone. I think, like, most... I, most of the people in this room would probably draw the line at like regular acts of treason <laughs> like <laughs> like killing the president is the most illegal thing like <laughs> nobody's ever gonna love you like that like that is dedication he didn't even say like hi my name is John uh, I like your movies. He just said, I'm going to kill the most unkillable man <laughs> on the planet, the last remaining superpower, Ronald Reagan, for you, Jody. Got, okay, uh, okay, I get it. You guys are looking at me like I'm fucking crazy, but, like, okay, I'll meet you halfway on this. That's crazy. That's crazy to try to assassinate, like, a world leader to introduce yourself to an actress who's gay. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But, like, isn't love <laughs> supposed to be, like, a little bit crazy, you know? <laughs> Guys, you've been so cool. Thank you very much. All right, thank you for coming out, for tuning in online. Check out the rest of the festival for the next few days. Have a great night. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get. Not my show again, playing cool stuff. I don't have permission from this band yet, so I'm going to ask him permission after. And I'm going to apologize. I'm going to record first and ask permission after. But I won't play it on the radio unless I get permission. I promise.
for you. It'll make, it'll make for better things like beer, I promise you. Not water stuff, it's like pot. Don't do that either, it's bad for your brain. How's it going, everybody? Good? So we had a bad run. We went from Vegas to like somewhere else to somewhere else, and yeah, all these places that bars don't close are really bad for me to be at. Last call is a blessing. Anyway, you guys like to see Say What All tonight? They're really good. I don't know how they're gonna do their bit on this little stage because they're, 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 they're all right. No, they're not. They're crazy. Do a beer song. Song goes out to beer. We have beer. You want some beer?
uh, set to my friend Chris Taruki, who's uh, a resident of San Francisco for many years. But the Fillmore, and he just recently passed away, so you true. And here's a song for Post Malone for a while. We ain't, here, we ain't on this planet forever, so we're gonna have a fucking good time, because you never know, one day you ain't gonna get up. You're gonna have a good time that night before, because I don't know what's going on after. They said, Harry Christmas, see if they're gonna come back as cockroaches or something weird like that. Or maybe John will come back as Harley. Harley will come back as John. <laughs> what a cocksucking Christopher that would be, huh? They should just be nice, shouldn't they? Or their karma might be. I never even thought of that until just now. And they say if you're an asshole, you come back as a rat or something. Come back as Harley. Anyway, let's go with the county creeps. It goes out to...
away a year ago, one of the anniversary of his death. It sad stuff, right? And also, Ernie Cortez, who's a good friend.
pictures you see as many sleeves as well. You should talk to I'm surprised you're awake now, too. But you, it's like you turn to a baby when you get older. You go back to sleep, you poop yourself, you forget you're in San Francisco. Next thing you know, you're in an SM club with a guy with a streamer in the club. No, we were in some weird fucking club last night in LA. Who's on it? I can't believe it was open after 2 o'clock. Song. No, let's do the Scout song. Let's do the Scout song. Yeah! Let's do the Scout song. Now, what is your level of
guys are listening to the Berkside.
more show from the last show. psychology with Renee McKenna. I'm a therapist and healer here in San Francisco. And if you want real change on a soul level, you've come to the right place. start <laughs> well, so do you introduce yourself in the beginning yeah of the show? so welcome to scotch talks podcast this is your host scotch um with us today is a good friend of mine renee mckenna hi scotch hey welcome happy to be here yeah happy to have you <laughs> um i'm not sure what to talk about where to start um well we were just talking about intentions right yes so and i have a lot of areas of my life and i think that the easiest way to tie them all together is through this intention setting work that i did years ago through this book called the seven habits of highly successful people it's by stephen covey and um it's one of the most powerful spiritual books that i know written in the guise of a business literature Mm. it's really um amazing and one of the exercises in that book is to write a personal mission statement 
and I've had the opportunity to start quite a few businesses, many of which have failed. And um, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> and it's nice to start a mission, to have a mission statement in when you have an organization, because mm-hmm. then you can kind of determine the actions that you're going to take, and you can run them against the mission statement, because the mission statement doesn't change. It's kind of like the core, like why the intention, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Kobe suggests that you write a personal mission statement, and which is like an intention. And so, my mission statement that came out of that work was to use all of my gifts and talents for the benefit of the most people and myself. Actually, originally, it wasn't and myself. In the last few years, I've added myself into that, um, which feels really important. Can you just say that one more time? Using all of my gifts and talents for the benefit of the most people and myself. Okay. And do you go into every single situation with that in mind? Do you bring that up? I wish that I was conscious enough to think about (laughs) it all the time. Although on a regular basis, I do think about it. And it has become kind of a working part of who I am as a person now. Mm -hmm. And... Well, I mean, it it fits with my personality because I'm a very extroverted group crowd kind of person. I'm Mm -hmm. a service-oriented person. I love to do stuff for other people. Um, I've, you know, the pathological side of that is that I'm a codependent and I can care more about caring for other people than I do for myself. Mm -hmm. But... You know, the the healthy, I think, um, the higher resonance of that is that I can do a lot of good in the world. Mm. And so, and adding myself into the equation actually cancels out the codependent piece, the pathological piece. Because if I'm involved, if it's just all about you, it's a way to escape myself. Mm. But if I include myself in the equation, then the equation tends to be more balanced. Yeah. is my experience. Nice. So, I mean, I, you know me, I can just talk. So <laughs> <laughs> how, um, how that play, how that has played out for me is, you know, I have had, I had, I like to call it the burden of potential and <laughs> right. And you know, I had a lot of different things that I was good at as a kid in school coming up mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, I was good at art. I, um, was good at science. I got the highest chemistry mark and as a senior in high school in my, in my town, which was a pretty big town. Um, I'm really good with people. I was in student government. I was president of my senior class. And, and so there was a lot of variant ways I could go. Did I want to become someone in the medical community or in, in environmental science? Did I want to become a politician? Did I want to be an artist? I, I loved literature. I, I actually became an English major in college. So the hard thing for me, you know, my parents told me, you can be anything you want. But the hard thing was like, I had so many fucking things that I possibly could have done. I couldn't make up my mind. Yeah. Right. So after high school, I took a gap year and went and worked in a factory because I didn't know what to do. What? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. So... Um, which was really, it was a really instructive experience. It was a really instructive experience on a lot of levels because, so the company that I worked for was particular, it was a Jewish owned company, um, 
a conservative Jewish-owned company, and the two men who had started the company had tattoos from the Holocaust on their arms. They escaped the camps oh my um, God. at the age of 20 and came to America and started a business. Wow. And most of the people who worked there were Jewish immigrants. It was kind of like the UN. It was very interesting. Yeah, all the people that worked in the office... Uh, I mean, eventually they all spoke English. They all spoke Yiddish, which was how they connected with each other at conservative, at the conservative temple. And um, so there was people from Poland, and there was people from Germany, and there was people from so they were from all over the world. And 